0: Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice, it's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to Unblocking Crypto, episode number 92. Hal, great to chat with you again. Appreciate it, Jason. Uh, How you just fantastic. Weather's well, changing here in Georgia, that's for sure.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it feels good outside. I got a cat stuck in my tree in the backyard that has been there a couple days and will come down, so... That's that's what's happening in my world
0: or somebody else's. Nope, (laughs) don't have a cat. Yeah, (laughs) neighbor's cat. Interesting. So, Uh, yep. Well, well, cool. Well, well, let's get started. And I know the big news we've kind of been talking about SBF on and off again for months now, but the the news is in. He got convicted seven counts of fraud. So not surprising based on any on anyone that's paid any attention to what's going on. The only thing that happens now is sentencing, right? Which is going to take a little while. I think he has the possibility of being sentenced up to like 110 years in jail. We'll see what actually happens with that. (laughs) But I guess the...
1: Yeah, I I think uh, they're not going to give him 115 years, you know, but 40 plus, that seems like it's on the table, so... But he's got to be in jail for a few months. I think January will be sentencing, so that'll be. I, I feel like it's good. It, it's kind of closing the closing the book on some of this stuff, and hopefully that kind of avoids pre avoids some future frauds that that may jump in. So that, I think it's a good thing for the market. And it, I mean, sucks sucks for him, but you know, don't steal everybody's.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's pretty pretty much borderline a sociopath, right? And. What's interesting about all this is I was kind of reading about like who the winners and the losers are, and of of course, he's definitely a loser out of all this, which is good. The other interesting piece of this is the US regulators, both the CFTC and the SEC, aren't looking really good right now because they had a lot of interaction with SBF prior to all this and caught nothing. Whereas, like, you look at FTX Japan. FTX Japan came out of this somewhat unscathed because of the regulations that they had in place that were pretty stringent. So all of the customers in for FTX Japan didn't lose a thing. Now they're saying that FTX could return up to 90% of all the assets. I'll be interested to see what actually happens because if you look at the, they have like 150 lawyers that are charging like, $2,000 $2,000 or more an hour so. I mean, there's been over, I don't know, $110 million already charged. So I'd be amazed if they could really get 90% at that point.
1: that, that seems way too high to me. I, I, like, they spent so much money on advertising and greasing <clears throat> greasing palms of politicians. You know, Tom Brady's got a bunch of that money. Larry David's got a bunch of that money. You know, that, that money doesn't come back. And a lot of it was traded away, so that money's lost. I I don't know where you only find that they lost ten percent of of customer funds. I, I imagine a lot of it is is private equity money that that isn't going to get paid back. But I don't see ninety percent. If I if I had any holdings on FTX, I wouldn't be holding my breath for for ninety cents yeah. on the dollar. So
0: I, I think maybe one of it is. Whatever that company that Amazon just invested like $2 billion into, that FTX made a, a, a sizable investment early on. So they're, they're holding on to that one for a little while, thinking they can turn up a, a kind of a big uh, profit on that, which may be where, why they're optimistic about being able to get some of those funds back. They're in the process of about to sell about $744 million of gptc GBT, <laughs> So that'll create a little bit of a sell pressure there. But, man, with the amount of people that are buying that, that'll get scooped up pretty quickly. Um, but at least give FDX some cash.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a shame they didn't actually hold any Bitcoin because <laughs> they would have came back for them.
0: So the other interesting thing going on, we've talked a little bit about FedNow and what the Federal Reserve is trying to do. They are, I think, suing or threatening to sue Bitcoin Magazine over their use of the FedNow logo on selling apparel. So apparently they wrote a a pretty threatening letter to Bitcoin Magazine and the editor of Bitcoin Magazine wrote one back that was an open letter (laughs) pointing out all what they were talking about and how everything is working out. So it is kind of funny to read if you want to go out and and read that, but it's, uh, they are kind of making fun of FedNow that the difference is they have like an I in the in the O in, in now, and FedNow is thinking that people are going to think that Bitcoin magazine is very much aligned with FedNow, and they're not happy about that. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. So I listened to a, like a Twitter Spaces or something, I was on Twitter and it popped up, and it had the Bitcoin magazine. I'm guessing he was the CEO. He was pretty funny about it. Like, one, we have freedom of the press. You're the Fed, which is not supposed to be a government entity, but is. And, like, you know, the, the press has effectively additional freedom of speech protections uh, compared to individuals. And he's like, this is obviously a parody. And he said, we've sold like 15 shirts. (laughs) It's not, it's not a, this isn't a big moneymaker. But his point was in the letter that the Fed sent to Bitcoin magazine, it said, based on the goodwill that we have generated between us and the public, you know, we don't want this to be tarnished by, you know, these t-shirts and this logo. And in his response back, he listed all of the things that, or not goodwill that the Fed has done to the general public like destroying the value of their currency and just I mean he, 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 they really let it rip which is pretty awesome because I i do not think the Fed can stop you from selling parody apparel and so what a Bitcoin magazine they came out with additional versions of the shirt <laughs>
0: yeah this might actually help them sell more like I think people want to see this and be like oh I want to buy some of that
1: oh especially if you're I mean, who who who's paying attention to Bitcoin magazine? People that don't <laughs> like the Fed. So, yeah, it's probably going to sell way more. Shirts yeah, today. I
0: actually went to look at it to buy a shirt after all this, and I was like, I just don't like these colors. <laughs> I'm not going to actually <laughs> wear it. It's, this kind of sucks. But,
1: yeah, it needs to be way more obvious that it's yeah. a parody. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's not a shirt I'm going to buy, but I do appreciate what.
0: What's interesting during all this, I don't know if you've heard that there were some issues with U.S. banks. They were hit by some deposit delays, and it was due to a payment processor, I think the network of some sort, which it only affected like less than one percent of all the volume of all this. But those are done by Federal Reserve banks, (laughs) which is the Fed, (laughs) right?
1: So. so 1% of the volume sounds like no big deal, but it for a lot of people it was 100% of their yep. paycheck that didn't get deposited on Friday. So 1% percent's a lot of people when you're talking about I don't I didn't ever I never read a number as far as how many people were affected, but I mean if there's if it's a, if it's 50 million, you know, overall users, then you're talking about 500,000 people that didn't get a paycheck on Friday.
0: Yeah. Well, and it I mean if you look at Americans in general, the majority are living paycheck to paycheck, so that doesn't help. And like, this, I
1: mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of gas stations that didn't sell their the, the six pack on Friday that they sell every every Friday on the way home from work, like. That it's uh, People, you know, that's the way it works for a lot.
0: And it was almost kind of a uh, sales pitch of, hey, if this was on the Bitcoin <laughs> network, it just would have happened. <laughs> there wouldn't be any issues, but that's a whole other another different conversation. <laughs> right. So PayPal was in the news here too. PayPal was able to get their crypto registration in the UK, which means that they can begin marketing all the crypto securities stuff in the UK, which is exciting. I mean, they had paused it what, months ago and now that's approved. And at the same time, the U.S. has turned around and subpoenaed, <laughs> subpoenaed PayPal over their stablecoin. <laughs> so while the UK is moving forward with PayPal, the U.S. is deciding, hey, maybe this isn't something we want to do. And it is a stable coin, which, the stablecoin market is is interesting right there's probably more than 90 stablecoins and i think only about 56 of them even have a market cap more than a million dollars so we've been talking about regulation and wish that the US would do something japan has stablecoin regulation the US has is talking about it
1: <laughs> I, I also i read uh, speaking of how bad things are going for the US regulation i read the sec issued a a reporter it was notes of a meeting that said they're struggling to hire crypto experts because everyone that knows anything about crypto holds some cryptocurrencies or bitcoin and in order to work for the SEC you have to dissolve your interest in whatever you're overseeing so they can't hire anybody because no one will sell their Bitcoin or their crypto and go work for the SEC. <laughs> so they're struggling to find anybody that'll work for them that knows anything about crypto. Wow,
0: very interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's going to take them forever. They're so far behind, and it's like every time they get into litigation, it buys them more time to get further behind. Like, and I know how I know how people like this work, right? Like they 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 have they have something they need to do, like create this regulations that's going to be difficult and you're going to have arguments with politicians and everybody else. And it's going to be a real difficult thing. So what people do is they find ways to outsource their problems, right? We got to wait for this ripple case to get over. Oh, we got to see what happens with FTX. Oh, well, you know, we got to go through this. I mean, it's, it's not, uh, people like to do the easy stuff. The, the hard assignments get delayed, delayed, delayed. Meanwhile, they're about to, we're about to hit the turbo booster on crypto development and stuff because money's coming in and when money comes in, activity cranks up. So the, the government's gonna get further behind.
0: Yeah, we talked uh, a month or so ago about some of the projects that were doing a lot of development. And a couple that were near the top of the list were Cardano and Polkadot. And they just announced that they are collaborating together which is interesting because both of those guys were both ex-Ethereum founders and now they've gone out and created new chains. What's intriguing is I think Cardano is going to use uh, the s- Substrate, I think is what it's called, from Polkadot, which is kind of what is what Polkadot uses to connect all its pair chains together. And the first one... That Cardano is going to use to build on top of that on top of substrate is Midnight, which is their security token, I guess if you want to call it that. So there's a, a lot of excitement on that because they're also talking about potential airdrop. Um, so it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's when you have two large chains like that working together and making more of an ecosystem happen, then that's kind of intriguing. And kind of what you're just talking about is gonna supercharge the entire industry if everybody starts working together for a a bigger reason. Yeah, I don't have much to say there, so cool. And then XRP was also in the news, they jumped about 10% in a day. They apparently won some key approvals in Dubai and the country of Georgia to start doing some CDBC type stuff. So you're seeing just a lot of activity now that the XRP has kind of beat the SEC and are somewhat closed down this whole issue going on with the SEC. They're starting to get a lot more traction and, and things are jumping. So I think they're they're back to like number four and the, the largest market cap for everything out there. So uh, not that I'm a huge XRP fan, but it is good to see from a market perspective that they're doing well now. Polygon also We've talked about this in the past where they had a token called Matic and since Polygon has started to integrate lots of different layer twos, so rollups and ZK rollups and a handful of other things, they are migrating their current Matic token to a new token called Pol, P-O-L, Just came out with instructions on how to migrate. I'm hanging on to all of my random at least two things that two I've two bought that. over so the years. I believe Matic is hold it is so probably something that maybe something to blow up. Uh, taking a look at on, on how to move it from Matic to Poland Yep. USDC, another stable coin that we talked about, Circle is the issuer. They are in the process of closing all their consumer accounts so that only the business accounts can actually mint USDC and redeem for US dollars. Uh, I think November 30th is the last day that consumers will be able to do any of that. So, I guess I'm not entirely. Yeah,
1: I think stablecoins have got a real shot uh, the being useful. It seems USDC, like Tether, but if they can. If they can run clean and get sense. kind of favorable don't know, opinions, uh, kind of
0: a mess, so hopefully at
1: least they can some regulation that comes along with that kind of leads the charge. They're in the lead now from what I can tell. And they back everything with reasonable assets, U.S. treasury bills and things like that. So I, I think this stuff's not going away. So at some point, they're going to need to address some, it with some regulation. Yeah.
0: So I've also been a big fan of the whole ZK roll-up theme. And ZK Sync was one of those that's been involved since the beginning. They had a company called Chainlight that found a bug in their code. And that bug would have allowed them, or a hacker, to drain about $1.9 billion of value at today's prices. So yeah, yeah, so... I mean, we, we've talked about ZK rollups being early on and be careful. Now, good news is n- it, nothing happened, right? Other than Chainlight notified ZK Sync and ZK Sync fixed it pretty quickly. ZK Sync did come out and say that that was kind of the old version of code and they had come up with a new one that, so the old one was gonna be gone here pretty soon, but I mean, it's good yeah, that there's still out there that haven't are time helping to roll-ups. make everything safer. <laughs> for all these these codes. And it's, it's helpful when it's open source, right? Where people can actually go in and see it. And we'll see probably more and more of that moving forward as well. Well, you still got a couple of years, so that's okay. Metamask, I think if you have Ethereum, you've probably heard of Metamask. And they have just um, launched a new security alert with the help of Blockade. Blockade is an Israeli startup that has focused on security It is in the advanced features of your MetaMask and what it allows you to do is to simulate transactions before you actually do it. So you can make sure that the smart contract is actually a real smart contract and it will not kind of steal all your funds. So they are currently in kind of that beta test and if you want to go activate it, you can and kind of test it out. They expect for this to become kind of a common thing in all MetaMask and I don't know, by less than six months, <laughs> but they don't want to create a bunch of false positives or whatever that would be. So they're a just bit. testing out out you talk about of a few that, people I'm right curious. now. So that's exciting to see since I play with NFTs and that's always good to know. <laughs> rock was a, I don't know if you've heard much about this, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk's, so Elon Musk was involved in OpenAI, which is where chat, GPT came from, and originally it was meant to be kind of an open source, not-for-profit company, and Sam Altman took it for profit and has kind of changed the whole mantra of all of it. Uh, Elon Musk decided to com- have a competitor to that, and he, I think, calls it Grok, and it is do you to know if it's truly out and in use right now, and I haven't tried to download it yet. But what's interesting is there are a ton of meme coins that have come out. I think there's over 400 Grok coins that have been released on a oh, yeah. it's,
1: that's so scammy. It some I of them mean, have done okay. Exactly. 100. percent have already had rug pulls. Like,
0: but this is just more of a Anytime FBI, there's words that pop into, what into what you invest
1: 400 in what you're into meme coins come out and just it's, try to it's take the
0: it wild, out. wild west with a lot of the meme coins still.
1: I've been waiting for this portion of the podcast today, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. So speaking of Bitcoin, I know you always like to talk about Bitcoin, so if you've paid it much attention. So there's some really exciting things on the Bitcoin wallet side. If you look at all the Bitcoin addresses with more than $1,000 of Bitcoin, that hit a new all-time high. I think 8 million different addresses, which is crazy. The last time it was at a high, Bitcoin was near what $69,000. So for it to be at less than half that, and now you're hitting even more addresses with that amount of money in it, that's that's really cool to see. And it's kind of – it's growing somewhat exponentially. Yeah, yeah I read time. two so, articles this a week. One of – That had positive
1: uh, new wallet addresses created. More and more
0: spread out. I don't know if it was a record a or if it was
1: just a big day, but it was like huge uh, whales, you know, it, was, it was kind right, of part everybody of the whole back into the bull more of it. market. Like the bear market's over and we're, we're coming up. You know, people are using it, th- things are happening. So that's seven thousand, seven hundred thousand new w- wallet addresses, which is good for big or small users, doesn't matter. And then another one was a whale moved 7,000 Bitcoin from his wallet to Bitfinex. And so 7,000 Bitcoin is the same amount that Riot Mining, a public mining company, has in their reserves. So I actually bought a long option out to like January of 25 on riot mining as just like, let's see if I can kind of have a leverage play on this. So I haven't, so when I was doing research to make sure to figure out which mining company I wanted to buy, I was like, Oh, they got 7,000 Bitcoin on, on hand. So if Bitcoin price goes up and these guys can keep collecting Bitcoin and you know, all that like, okay, their stock price should go up, you know, in a, in a way that's that's nice for a person that owns some some options. And so 7,000 Bitcoin. So then I was reading a little further into this guy. This whale had 46,500 Bitcoin that they bought between November of 22 and January of 23. So this isn't – when I think of whales, I think of guys and people that got in in 2009, 10, 11, you know, that, that didn't invest a ton of money and they just, they just were right in early this guy forty six thousand five hundred bitcoin that he bought at under twenty thousand dollars of bitcoin i mean this this is big money and so you know they're like well he's just you know capturing some of this profit take some of the heat off of this investment i mean this is a this is huge and so yeah it seems like bitcoins you got new whales entering like this person or this entity or whatever it is and you got a bunch of smaller people coming in too so that's it's all good on the building that base case for bears over bulls bulls in, in charge, which is exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I was a bull throughout the bear market, so that it's yeah. It's nice that I've got some company now. Yeah,
0: bulls over bears. Yep, bear, not bears over bulls. Yeah, bear. he's
1: consistent too. <laughs> so another thing that I like yeah. to see, and it, it kind of. There's just been a lot of good news around yeah, Bitcoin, no, and it's you know it's coming in, out uh, of you know, like Larry Fink on TV no, talking about people rushing to safety by investing in Bitcoin. Fidelity came out with a, a risk versus reward chart that had all of the investments, you know, equities, bonds, gold, you know, everything, and kind of had a risk versus reward with a like a trend line, and you know was nice, and everything kind of followed this little trend, and then the next one added Bitcoin and it's like way off the charts top up and up and to the right. And I was like, "Yep, this is, this is the kind of stuff I need to see. Cause you know, like, Hey, so this is what I'm like, the, the thesis for financial advisors is going to be, Hey, we need to add a little hot sauce to your portfolio. You know, we don't need to add a ton (laughs) of Bitcoin exposure. But we need to add. You need to you need to get a piece of this exposure, so you know we we can kind of put a little uh, put a little energy right. into your portfolio. I mean, my, my financial advisor has already been putting people like helping them log into Coinbase and getting them in, involved. In that yeah, that's one. what they keep saying, uh, which like he gets nothing out of other than making his customer happy. So all these financial unlike, guys, guys got, there's a lot of financial advisors now Bitcoin Once once the, else, right, the, the, so. the house that backs these financial advisors says go for it on Bitcoin, I mean, they're going to be putting everybody in, you know, one, two, three, four, five percent, you know, depending on what they think and this and that. And I'm sure, I mean, it's not like not everybody's going to be into it. But man, you start talking about changing the, the narrative when boomer financial advisors are starting to put people into Bitcoin. That's, you know, it's on. And, you know, yeah, the Bitcoin people are going to be Oh, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. You know, we're anti-bank and da-da-da-da-da. But you're never going to get there without the banks adopting this and without the big financial investors adopting and, and getting into it. You're not, you know, you, it, it doesn't work that way. So you either do it now or you do it later. So go ahead and do it now and, and get get people exposed and into a spot ETF. I, I feel like this is like the natural progression of things. And I mean, I, I can't... I don't know that I can figure out what it means to the Bitcoin price based on how much money flows in, because there's a multiplier, like for every dollar that goes into buying Bitcoin spot, you know, the previous bull run, the multiplier was like a $118 of market cap, but there's got to be like a time element into that, into how that gets calculated, because there's not a, the availability of coins to be bought isn't, so if people are buying a lot in a short period of time, the sellers are going to be less likely to sell. But if they're buying a lot over a long period of time, then you're you know it gives people more time to think and sell or have different life events that need they need more money and they need to liquidate. So I I really have no clue how to figure out if if ten billion dollars comes in through the ETF in a month, what what does that mean to Bitcoin market cap? Like I don't I don't know that anybody knows how to do that because for the most part when people are selling stuff they can make more to sell more or the, or equities will split you know if if there's a lot of buyers and i don't know i don't know what it means if, t- if 10 billion dollars comes in in a month i don't know what that means for bitcoin it's good i know it's good i don't know how
0: good it is yeah yeah well the other interesting piece oh, is I, to me, when does that 10 billion I come think in which it be because if what in if April this or thing May, does next year, cut loose and jane the sell pressure goes from
1: 12 you know, to you're going to have month. people <laughs> It's, uh, financial inv- advisors, it's a less of it being slipping money way. into, yeah,
0: uh, into that. Spot it's about to be very interesting for months,
1: you know, um, and so things- that's going to just basically precharge the the normal cycle. And I, I don't think I can believe that the cycle is no longer going to happen. Like it's just, it seems too consistent. Like until it doesn't happen, I need to think it's going to happen. So for me, let's let it rip, man. Let's have let's have a real good year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like that's what all... Yeah, I, I mean, you might be able to figure it out. i mean, sure you could model
1: it somehow.
0: <laughs> I don't know how well, to do kinda that. It's kind of crazy. And I mean, that's
1: would be great cool if hear. somebody did, and you could just plug and in like, we'll hey, see if, it if, really if 10 billion comes in over three but months... It's
0: just with all the macro side of things like happening. happening. Right?
1: I don't know how, how you could do that. No, I can't imagine this bull run being dampened more than the last one. Yeah.
0: What was... An interesting opinion uh, from Arthur Hayes that he talked about, we need to be careful about ETFs taking over Bitcoin, because if all of a sudden you have 10 of these huge financial companies owning all the Bitcoin holding in the ETFs, then it doesn't become as decentralized as what everybody else had kind of hoped for. Now you will get some huge price advantages and all that, but at the end of the day, it could end up kind of destroying Bitcoin, which is an interesting yeah, I mean, perspective. I, but it's kind of I'm trying to predict what happens what after. Everybody keeps the, saying uh, is, I mean, not your yeah, keys. So a I think Bitcoin? it's a, a good first step. Okay, we we'll just in, consider that a million a more Bitcoin that's lost people. forever.
1: Like, but once you, you understand hard it, you probably want to take control. You know, it, on your own. It doesn't change. All it does is make it a little more scarce for the Bitcoin that needs to be traded around and. And used as a medium of exchange. So, and not only that, when when uh, there's sell pressure and the ETFs are selling, they're selling it back into the open market where it can get scooped up and put into to wallets. But you know, you I, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, I I feel like this is just Bitcoin's going to Bitcoin, and if if a whale buys a, a million Bitcoin. 10 years ago and sits on it or an ETF buys a million Bitcoin tomorrow and sits on it, you know, you, okay. A million Bitcoin came off of the, out of the 21 million. So now you're at 20 million and they're divided by a hundred million Satoshi. So you got enough to play with. I mean, and then on, on layer twos, you could go to the 10th of a Satoshi if you had to. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think, Short term it'll be great, right? I think the, the question is long term, how does it affect Bitcoin? And, and in reality, it's it might even be passed when you and I pass away. <laughs> right? It could d- take that long, but it's it's still getting the adoption out there is, is key and this is still one of those ways that I think it's important to get more people involved because one, once they hold it and see it, then it makes more sense, right? It's to one yeah, for them I to mean, to if you look at the first Bitcoin it, and that I ever bought, the the few, like, back, oh if man, you look at the last
1: Bitcoin, Bitcoin well, so if you look much, at the so worst volatile. Bitcoin I ever bought, <laughs> right. it's not if great. So this is actually you know, really nice. It's, it's it's just conviction. It's really all it is. Is if you have conviction in the in and you understand. I mean, even if you know, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know much about Bitcoin, and so it, even when you understand the basics of it. <laughs> Even just understanding enough to where you don't believe it's a Ponzi scheme, scam, nothing, you know, where you just get out of like the mainstream media side, you start to like, Oh man. Okay. So you can copy, but like not paste, you know, like you can, there's no, there's no, there's, well, there is no copy paste here. It's digital, but yet you can prove that it's unique. It's like, okay. That's the first time that's happened. That's the, I haven't, you know, once you start that understanding, and you're like, okay, I can see why this has value. And then once you understand why it has value, you kind of, you can kind of get started on this. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people aren't going to spend the time to understand that stuff. So when they're just going to do what their financial advisor tells them. Like you know, this guy's been, they've been dealing with him for ten or fifteen years. They put him in different things. They made him some money. And so they're going to, you know, everybody's heard about Bitcoin at this point. So when your financial advisor's like, hey, I think it's time for us to get in. This thing's not going away. It's going to make money. Uh, you know at least 40 50% of them are going to say yes cuz 40% of the population will do
0: whatever they're told yeah that's pretty true unfortunately all right so i know i haven't talked about this for weeks but there's a couple of things going on in the nft space that is worth mentioning real quick for those of us that do play in the nft space opensea is or was probably the largest ethereum NFT marketplace, and they have just announced that they are cutting their staff by 50%. They came out and said that they have turned more into a follower than a leader, which is not where they want to be. And if you look at kind of the market cap of, or, of NFT marketplaces, Blur has kind of taken over and Blur owns now, I think 70% of the market share for ethereum nfts so OpenSeed has become almost i don't say non-existent because they're still pretty existent right but they used to have a huge majority and they have lost it all completely and a
1: lot of that <laughs> comes the whole from point, in my opinion of this the whole push to is to, is not her, the to creators, their provide the creators with kind of royalties over NFTs. time like every time so there it's sold, were some they
0: some workarounds. Get that some of these marketplaces came out and said oh yeah we'll sell the nfts and not pay the creators anymore yeah yeah so i think when OpenSea finally made the call that uh, they were going to follow the rest of the market and do that um, the yuga labs which is known for board 8 yacht club and um, all the other ones that kind of tie into that they decided to move away from OpenSea moving forward and they have just announced a partnership with magic eden magic eden is another nft marketplace that actually started on solana and Solana keeps coming up more and more for us when we talk, because as much as we hated Solana or didn't like Solana, it seems like they continue to find a way to survive and development is is continuing to happen. Well, anyway, so Magic Eden is now working with UGA Labs. They're creating an Ethereum marketplace that will guarantee the royalties for the creators. It'll be like written in the contract and, and not able to be changed at all and this isn't available yet I mean, me, truth be told magic eden uh, sorry yeah no i think i've got I think it was but they, they popped up again labs to do and it's works, almost like they right, just so, when things are going
1: good they uh, dig up good news they'll be interested to see what
0: happens just
1: keep the thing rolling hey, and um, i think that um, that I number was
0: that it will happen and there's a lot more details to work out on how they can give people bonuses for sticking on platforms like this. What they're developing is, is not anything that is specific just for them. They hope to make it kind of a, an open standard that everybody else across the marketplaces uses as well. So at least it's going down the right path. It's still got a lot of work to do, but hopefully it gets back to where it was originally contrived to be back when they were started. And I think that's all that I had on my end. Anything else that you wanted to cover, Hal? I can hear you now. I think that number for her, though, was her bear case, not her bull case, by twenty thirty-two. Again. Oh, perfect. Well, that sounds good. It's a busy week in crypto, as usual, and we will plan to catch up next week and talk more about what's happening in this week coming up. So have a great day. If all of these. Crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers. I've created a product that dives into most of those answers, including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto. Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.